for no carnival parking number uh, four. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. I think it's number four. Right now, you guys can't see it, but I got this snazzy little logo up in front of us. I mean, actually, just his words. So, um, yeah. So it's not like, you know, Budweiser where they can just run or Sorry, Guess what? We haven't had names, but hey. they can't uh, roll out fucking gigantic trucks. I don't think we had sound now. until just now. FYI. Would you What's say that sound? I said I don't think we had sound until just now. Oh really? And yeah. welcome to No Carnival Parking uh, Number Four. It's good to see everybody go. and hear from you finally. Yeah. Oh. I'm figuring oh, you have it audio? out. Now. It's only been three years. We definitely have audio now. All three right. years, and I just about have it figured out. It's a ring, man. <laughs> we don't um, even so, have any, uh, our guest. Our guest is busy counting money for Carton right now. Yeah, so, so, so no, yeah, I'm we were. I'm just joking. I no, but seriously, I did hear that one thing that did make me excited, a little happy about this pet pandemic. You can call it is is um the local breweries in every state are killing it. The local. Uh, uh, what's the what's the other? Um, we don't have them here yet, but dispensaries are killing it, which is cool because I know Henry very, you, very much so. Henry, you said that about Bud or whatever. I'll tell you right now, the problem is with Bud and all those guys, and yeah, they have the big trucks and everything, but a lot of their truck drivers and stuff are saying I ain't fucking driving, and a lot of the big factories are saying I'm not fucking working. So right, right. now we're having a. If you, I always try to find the silver lining in fucking chaos, as hard as that is, but I always. As, as crazy as I am and as doomsday as I am, when I'm in the thick of it, I always try to see the silver lining. And one thing that's pretty fucking cool is the local breweries, they're working around the clock. They're working till all hours of the night. But all the crazy New Jersey laws with liquor are, are out the window. So they could yeah. actually, they could deliver. They could do a lot of things they're not supposed to, normally they're not allowed to do. And they're booming. So, hey, if someone's yeah, going to fucking make it, I, I, I truly believe that, that out of this, I think some corporations aren't going to shake. And I think some of these, especially when it comes to liquor and ca the cannabis industry, I think they're going to boom, especially the smaller niche, like the people that make their own weed or make their own brew and even alcohol. I think they're going to thrive at the end of this. I mean, they already are right now. Listen. Yes, Alco drinking alcohol uh, is detrimental to your immune system. And we and we would never promote yeah, that. Yeah, but, but you know what? You know what? Yes, yes, and no. Yes and no. It is. It is definitely Most, drinking, mostly definitely, no. No, definitely <laughs> drinking beer. But check this out. Mostly I can't yes. give up. I can't cannot give up this person. But last night I was on a two-hour call with a guy who's a fireman in a major city. I'll just leave it like that. He's in a fireman in a major city and he's not in the firehouse anymore. He is uh, driving the ambulance. Dude, I was on the phone with him for two over two hours. The shit this motherfucker was telling me about what's going on out there is out of fucking control. But once again, talk about silver lining. He was like, motherfucker, what you got to do? Drink alcohol. He's like, I get home at night and I just fucking drink vodka. He's like, because it kills everything. And I'm like, that's what? He's like, I talk to doctors, talk to nurses. I'm telling you, that's the poor, poor man's fucking way out of this shit. He's like, just drink alcohol, especially if it's heated up a little bit. And I did hear like in Japan and shit in China, they were drinking hot toddies to kill that shit. I I actually did hear that too. Yeah. That, that, and uh, he was that saying hot, he was, that hot toddies like knocked it out. And I was like, 
that's you know the hot toddies and like rock and rye that was like my grandmother's <laughs> cure for everything back yeah. in the day 150 fucking percent hot toddies really do work because of like uh like something with like the citrus and when you you heat that stuff up and it opens up your passages and you know well he was saying doesn't hurt either what he was saying is that if if the virus is on your face or in your nose or wherever it is and then something warm and hot plus the alcohol and he was saying hard alcohol, not beer. He's like, I'm not drinking beer right now. I'm drinking hard fucking alcohol. He was right. saying, when you drink it, 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 it pushes all the shit down. And then once you get, if, it, if you get that virus out of your throat and into your stomach, into the into the bile of your stomach, it kills it. It eats, it eats it. My wife told me that like a month ago. I was like, yo, you're a crazy witch. Shut up. That's nuts. He's like, motherfucker, I talk to fucking doctors. I talk, I talk to, to witches all the time. He's like, that is true. That's true. I'm like, come on, man. And if you remember when we had Scott on the other night, he was talking about drinking the Robitussin to get to your your, your stomach acid. I think there's, they might be really onto something with that. But, dude, this kid was telling me how fucking crazy it is out there. We have no idea. Well, I'd love to indulge you in uh, at least hear one of these stories. because well, Okay, you, so one you, of the things... You've piqued my interest. So he is a... Um, this this dude is is another hardcore motherfucker I know. Hardcore. He's not a uh, he's not a soft person by any means. And he was like, "Bro, I had to sign my fucking will. I had to sign my will." I'm like, "What are you talking about? He's young, he's younger than me." He said that yesterday he saw so many bodies in in black bags, and they were putting them in refrigerators that it just fucked them up. And then he told. I've seen that. I've seen that. I saw pictures. Of, he said he saw uh, it. Like container trucks in like fucking Brooklyn. They were just like throwing bodies in there. He said he saw the black body bags and people just getting thrown into a refrigeration. He was telling me that the bodies are so are so uh, contaminated with the virus that no one wants to touch them. He said no fucking funeral home wants to touch it. No one wants to touch it. He said even the I guess you got to do the um, the cremation is through an, a, a funeral home. They don't want to do it. He's like, dude, that's why in fucking these other countries doing mass graves and we think it's barbaric, but kind of what you're supposed to do with these bodies right and uh we had some really dark dude let me tell you my nightmares last night were horrible talking to this guy i had a two-hour conversation non-stop and he was really just talking the whole time and man he was saying fucked up shit he was saying that they're spraying him down with this fucking shit that like he goes you know he's in a full biohazard suit um um driving an ambulance uh he said that you know he's in a he's in an inner inner city a bad inner city and he said there's just kids he said there's kids and people out on the streets like just fucking all out having fun almost like not rioting but they're just out and about don't give a fuck in their way what in new york biohazard suits what in new york no not new york east coast but i can't say where i can't say where because i'm sure i'm going to give up other shit of the stories that he told me that are so fucking crazy and I'm like, <laughs> damn bro you make the tiger king look like nothing but but there was um, he's telling me about you know how like it's just like pretty much lawless out in the streets, and that um, but like I said about the body bags, he said they so they're in full biohazard like you see in the movies, those full suits, and he's driving. He said people are now, especially like these millennials and shit, they're freaking out over a sore throat where they're crying and calling nine one one, and he said they're picking them up, and he's like, dude, I'm telling, he's like, he's like, I'm telling you, you want to go to the fucking hospital, you're gonna get it there. If you don't have it here, ride it out. And he said these people are so freaked out by what they're seeing on TV. They just want to go and get a test. And he's saying that's the wrong thing to do. He's like, if you don't fucking breathe, you don't go to the hospital. Because there's a lot of people that are probably going there hypochondriac, and now they're getting it. 
Yeah, well, you're definitely like you're going where everybody with it is going. It seems. One thing he said to me that really made me think about something. He's like, dude, he's like, it's getting hard because, you know, I drop these people off and I see the nurses and some doctors. And then a week later, I don't see them anymore. He said that the front lines are getting fucked up. He's like, you know, a part of some people that we're not thinking about is those intake people. The people that just take your information in the hospital. He goes, they're getting destroyed. No one's talking about them. That's what my mother does, man. Yeah. He said, no one's talking about them. I didn't know that. Yep. Is Uh, she in the hospital? Uh, so, um, <clears throat> they've been moving them all over the place, but, um, she basically, they put her in her own separate office now and all this stuff. And they, I mean, they, they take crazy, crazy procedures there. They're, they're checking their temperatures, uh, like three or four times a day, like something like that. She has to like report and like have her temperature taken and all this stuff. It's fucking wild, man. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, that was the first thing I was worried about. I was like, you know, it's like you're in there talking to all these people. And she's like, I am I am masked, masked up and have gloves on from the fucking minute I get in my car in the morning until I leave that place. And I immediately throw everything out. Um, she's like, you know, they they take they do take good care of them. And, that, you know, well, they attempt to anyway. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, they have been taking that shit super, super serious. So. Yeah, but you're saying the intake people, man. Like I said, he's in a hot spot city. He's in a place where they're dropping like flies. But there's a lot of people we don't think about in this in this New thing. Orleans. New Orleans. I love that city. Me too. So do I. <laughs> Super I love the piece of my soul in that city. <laughs> so so am I. <laughs> I was gonna say many people have. Yeah. Um one of my friends really impressed me there, but I'm not gonna go into that one on air. So <laughs> uh, it, see now that's 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 a that's basically a one, so like I, my yeah, there, uh, to, there has my has illegitimate son clues that we can get. my illegitimate son we'll have him here on here one time oh i love it he uh i took this kid on the road like i found them so i i moved down to georgia with uh and i moved in with a guy that I knew from down there that like announced at the local motocross tracks and we had BMX jumps or like mini bike jumps in the backyard. And I drove all night from an event. I got home and I'm like, you know, washing my hands in the sink. And there's these three kids in the backyard and two of them are good. And the other one's just a wreck. So I go out I was riding by myself at the time and I was like, you two guys that ride big bikes, don't you? And they're like, yeah. And I go, you guys race? And they go, yeah. And I was like, would you like to hit a ramp? And they're like, oh, that's crazy. And I was like, well, come out and watch. If you don't want to hit the ramp, don't hit the ramp. I said, but if you do, go get dressed and come on out and follow me off it. So they watched for like five minutes and then they were like, all right, (laughs) you know, and got dressed. And then uh, so I don't know, I guess that kid was probably... 14 or something at the time and then when he was like 15 as they his parents signed a you know like a waiver thing for me so i took him to these shows and shit at 15 so him and his friends the the friends were a couple years older but when they got a little older i corrupted them he's from new orleans no but no he he impressed them in new orleans no No, he pulled his own move, and I was very. I realized he had learned. He had been learning that all those years. 
I was like, wow, okay. It's a great city. The best. <laughs> They're getting destroyed right now. <clears throat> oh, yeah. man. We can ever, uh, if, if things ever, hopefully when, when things recover, we can have a, a live broadcast from uh, <laughs> from New Orleans. That would be fun. FYI, <laughs> he's, only ten, he's only 10 years younger than me, so it's not like I'm 40 and he's 15. I'm like 25. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to justify it. It's okay. Well, when you were 25, he was 15. <laughs> right. You know. He's a little weird then. Yeah, that era was now. But now it's fine. I'll try. Once everyone gets over twenty-five, it doesn't matter anymore. Totally, totally. Yeah, statue of limitations at this point. He's thirty. I'm forty. Statue of of limitations should probably be the name of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) AKA statue of limitations. That's actually a really good name. Uh, for a podcast, it probably should be called that because. Bro, I, I was talking to my lawyer about the podcast, and I'm like, I recorded the second half. I'm like, I feel like we got better material there. And I'm like, but I don't know if I should release it. And he's like, and I started telling him the story about, not me, about my friend who was at this Grateful Dead concert with all this acid, just, you know, doing all this stuff. And he was like, you can't release that. Are you crazy? And I'm like, uh, but it's just my friend. It's not me. What does it matter? So... You know, well, were you there uh, for the were you there for the original story as well? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's what the issue is. <laughs> I was talking to the lawyer that I don't have today too, and he was telling me not to tell a bunch of stories too. Well, see that maybe that's the issue. I don't have anybody telling me not to tell stories. That seems to be my problem too. <laughs> you know, I just I'm just you know. <laughs> I just want to say so many so many inappropriate things, but um, I know I need to pace myself. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> listen, the whole industry listens to my dirt bike podcast and nobody's uh I'm pretty sure they do, like just and because I've done some stuff and then other podcasts have popped up with it and I'm like, hmm. It's interesting. But uh at least in the dirt bike realm, I mean. Do you uh, do anything um do anything special for around like X Games time? Like, do you have like you know, big guys on the show, or like you well, go like to the games or anything like that? Have you ever done anything like yeah, associated this, with with them at all? Or yes, this summer we went to X Games <clears throat> and did interviews, but um, we didn't. So they, I mean, this is, I'll probably not get, I'll I'll probably not get like legitimate passes because of this. We got <laughs> I got friend passes from friends of mine. And then, uh, basically you act like you supposed to be like, we went in with our one friend that had legitimate passes and we just had like a friend pass and we weren't allowed in the pits. But once you walk through looking like, you know, where you're going, you get into the elevator, random people aren't going to know that that's the elevator down to the pits. So once you walk (laughs) in there and you got a pass hanging and you're just like, what's up? Nobody even says anything. This is not how it was when it was packed. This is because X Games is not as packed. When X Games, a couple of years in LA, towards like the middle, when it was just in the in the beginning, I went to one, and it was easy. You know, same thing. Like I used somebody's rider pass. He was in his gear and rode down onto the floor, and I just used his rider pass. And we're like similar enough, no hair, 
And I just went down and hung out on the floor and watched like Big Air or some shit like that or Best Trick. Uh, but then it got to a point where they got ridiculous about security. And um, we used to always sneak into the uh, like catering and get food. You just got to <laughs> just act like you know where you're going. Bro, I actually I, had a camera. I'm, I'm the king of that. As well. I actually had a camera guy that got into all of X Games with a camera. He had a vest on and a bit camera with a big lens. All about, and it's all about your, your energy. And all he charged energy. around like he was at late to go shoot oh. pictures of something. And nobody, he everywhere I was, he would just pop up. And I'm like, he had not even a pass hanging from his waist. I was like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was in Dana White's seat at a UFC. <laughs> I was in his seat at a UFC the, in Philly. Was he like, hey? Because I was just kept walking around and I was like, and everybody, I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I just kept walking and walking. And all of a sudden, I'm like, in this, I'm in the, 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 you can't get any closer. And then they got the, the finally, the head head of security is like, no, you can't be here, man. I'm like, no, yeah. And I like, just give him rapping to him, right? And he's like, dude, you can't be here. And it was actually Dan Henderson's father was cracking up. He taps me. He's like, dude, you totally should not be sitting there. It's the boss's seat. He's like, come back here. Like, he, he caught on to what I was doing. <laughs> And he was like, let me chill with him for a little bit. And I met Dan Henderson. It was so cool. And it was like, you know, I wasn't a jerk off. Once people came to their seats, I fucking yeah. left. But I watched a lot of, because a lot of those with the fights, nobody goes there till the main event. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably work about until then. That's the same thing. Like when the events weren't slammed, you could get in and you could get around. And when they got, when they were really big, like 10 years ago. You weren't even, yo, the, the, uh, some years I did go and work as a mechanic. So I had legitimate passes and they kicked us out of industry seating because they sold the fucking tickets because there were that many people buying tickets. <laughs> I'm like, I have a pass. They're like, well, sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just we can't, don't give a shit. Yeah. You can't watch the event here <laughs> later. Oh my God. When, when X Games was at its, its height. You know, like, what What do you think? Obviously, it's the culmination of all the sports, and et cetera. But, like, what brought it to that superstardom level? You think it was, like, the like the skateboarding is, is no. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, is I'm that gonna like, be, one of the biggest things? Or? Obviously, I'm biased, but I think it was FMX. Obviously, but I'm, I'm saying, like, in, in your opinion, what do you think is, like, the, co was the combination of, of everything? Or, because, like, I always, I always thought that it was, like, skateboarding in the summer was, like, all, like, you know, Tony Hawk and Andy McDonald and like, you know, like the dudes like that, like back in the day when they were doing huge things like in the half pipe and whatnot. I mean, like it was, me and we would watch it every summer. Like it was sit. different things at different times for sure. Right, 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 right. right. Oh, dude, it definitely was dirt bike for a while, man. For I remember, like while. I said, Travis right. Pastrana. Like I remember that. Right. Shit. And right. the I double remember flip. when I had fucking, when I had Tis Paquanic, we all, and remember I was in that area where it's like more of a little bit blue collar. People are into that shit. We were glued to that right. shit. So, so that's what I'm saying is like, I, do, like I think that that's kind of what brought it to like where it was like this big, huge I mean, deal, Tony and then Hawk it gave the everybody so much notoriety because everyone was tuning yeah. in, you know. Tony Hawk <laughs> with the 900, obviously yeah, at that yeah, point, exactly, at that point, exactly. uh, quarter or uh, quarter pipe was, um, or half pipe was obviously a big thing when. Um, Tony Hawk and Bob Burnquist and all those yep. dudes were battling uh, Bucky Lassick. Yeah, Bucky. You know, like, Bucky. I even watched <laughs> that, and I'm not really a skateboard fan, you know. Really, I would rather watch BMX, and BMX kind of got shit on. They didn't, they didn't even have BMX dirt for a couple of years. 
And I'm like, that's, that's true. Fucking like, nasty too. Though. I'm like, that's like DMX is so dope. And and dirt trails, like that's the best. That's the whole essence of of BMX freestyle, right? Like they made ramps and wood ramps because they didn't have dirt wherever they were. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> otherwise, they would have been your fucking. Voice is dirt. definitely speeding up on this shit. Uh, you hear it too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Yeah, there's like this like long lag. It's like, and, like, <laughs> and then your voice goes all fast. That's because they're I trying to. Before. I was like, "What's happening?" They're trying to listen to roll every time he goes to fucking take a piss. They're trying to listen <laughs> like, into right our back. conversation. But yeah, man, the X Games. But Clint, seriously though, do you, so you were there for the explosion of of the dirt bike, though, right? Like, were you around for that? What was that 2008? I would say 2008, um, 2009. If I could, if my memory, which is terrible, it, there was a long probably. I mean, when it first came on the scene, I would say you know like we just watched the first year '99. Uh, that was the first year that FMX was in X Games. What's Obviously, FMX? Freestyle, freestyle motocross. motocross. What I did. Um, okay. So that's not big air. Well, so like best trick FMX, it would be Moto X. Is, right? Moto X best trick is yeah. That's, just, that's the shit. That's the shit. That's yeah. like yeah. That well now it's different. Now they have quarter pipe big air, um, and they are skying like <laughs> like twenty foot quarter pipes. Like maybe yeah. I think uh, X Games are like eighteen or twenty feet, and they're going like. 40 feet off the top of them what yeah that's then, terrifying then, uh... <laughs> bro it's like so weird because i came into i came into x games to watch the skateboarding and then i ended up just watching i'm i know i'm not i'm butchering it i guess fmx is what i was watching and that's all i would watch yeah well, i used to like um back in the like a while back probably around around that time frame is when they did um i guess it was just like step up where they just see like how high they could go Oh, and, you know what I mean? Like the word, like the bar is, you know what I mean? And yeah, I think, what's that um, called? What's that called, Clint? What? Where they, they go over the fucking, it's like a high oh, jump. Step up. Step up. Step up, right? Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's actually fucking when, cool. when you were on your computer one time, we were at the bar, and I noticed you had an interview with uh, uh, Cowboy, and that guy was like nasty at that. No? Like, because isn't that like, wasn't that Pastrana's boy, like Cowboy? Um, yeah, Kenny, Bar- orange, Kenny I Bartram. I. Kenny Bartram, I had him on my podcast like two it's, weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that guy was like amazing with that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, you know, I would have never thought, <clears throat> and like like Mike was saying, I would have never thought that, you know, from the, like just watching skateboarding that it would get me into uh, that. That was like, like watching the stuff with dirt bikes. I was never, I was never interested in it. And then, you know, watching this shit that they were doing and especially watching freestyle motocross, it's like seeing that back then, like blew my mind apart. And I can't, and it's funny, like, you know, interacting with you now, and it's like a dude that was in it, and it's like I, you know, at the time, it's like watching, it's like who the fuck would even attempt to do something like that, you know? And it's, you know, um, when we were talking the other day about like the lead into that, like how yeah. how um, you know, as a kid, like you get a bike and you're riding, you just, just want to go faster, yeah. and then you hit jumps, and you just want to go steps. higher, and exactly. then it's like to get to that. I, that was the question I had for you the other day. It was like, you know, to get to that level where you're, you know, fifty feet in the air with you know doing backflips and all this crazy shit. Like the injuries that lead up to it is it's it does it obviously doesn't happen as often because you wouldn't be have such a long career. You know what I mean? 
And it's yeah. like, well, when you do get hurt, it's like, it's big, 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 big injuries. <laughs> I, well, yeah. And some, you know, obviously some shit's worse than others. Uh, obviously, as I've gotten older, they've gotten like more residual yeah. <laughs> from them. The injuries yeah. I got when I was real young don't bother me at all. Almost. I just have a wrist. My wrist sucks and it hurts all the time. I did that uh, at like 23 or something like that and that was just well, like, a bummer. I guess deal. like that's that's the difference in what I'm saying. So it's like with skateboarding, like you'll try a trick and fall 4000 times <laughs> before you yeah. land. It. Yeah, exactly. And it's like and you, BMX you, know what I mean? you can run out of stuff. I mean, they're doing bigger gaps now, but you can run out of stuff. Yeah, you can't run out of they they have airbags now, so it's getting a little bit better. But you know, we didn't have that, so we were just like in the steering wheel airbags. No, uh, the landing ramps are airbags. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But check it out, man. Like I, but it's funny, Clint, because you're the first. Like I, like I, I, I got a pretty good inventory of fucking crazy motherfuckers I hang out with, and I don't know any. Dirt bike people. The only I could think of three a, or four. There's so many. So they're few, old dudes, and we're all spread out. They're old <laughs> dudes that were dirt bikers that are fucked up. Like honestly, honestly, I, I'm an open book. They're the guys I used to buy my painkillers from. Were guys that thought they were dirt bikers that just were destroyed. And they yeah. were not. They were like, like, dude. You asked them what they did. Like, oh, I went into this this trail and like hit a fucking tree. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, they didn't ever show me a video. Listen. Like I, they, I like watch their videos. Like, oh, let me see your video. It's like them just in the fucking woods. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Let me tell you this ahead of time. Don't ever introduce me to somebody that tells you that they ride because I don't want to listen to them talk about it for two hours. Yeah. I've been around it long enough in the scene here that I'm probably going to know who they are already because I had somebody do that to me at a party. They're like, yo, my friend rides a dirt bike. I need to introduce you. So we go to this party and he goes, hey, this is my friend. So I listened to this fucking kid two hours about racing. And I'm like, "Okay." So then I invite him to this track that I practice at in Randolph. And he shows up. He has his kidney belt on backwards as soon. And I'm like, oh, gee, okay, I see what we got going on here. And then he walks in and he looks at the track and he's just like, uh, and I'm like, I thought you, I didn't say this, but I'm thinking, I thought you raced. So he, he was like, it's like, no, no, I'm a racist. That's yeah. The difference. <laughs> I've tried to tell that joke. Hey, oh, I was a professional racist. <laughs> <laughs> that never, that You're never like, goes hey, over. Man, well. Yeah, come to this track and bring all your gear. He shows up in a white hood, <laughs> you know, fucking thing of gasoline. You're like, oh, what's going on, man? He's like, I don't know. You told me you were a racist. I came here to party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that joke never works everybody always stares at you uh, <laughs> oh I, man I, but said, that, I still think it's crazy man like i know a lot of crazy motherfuckers and then i meet you and and you're like you're like oh i do it and i'm like let me see your videos and you're i still i gotta stop because it's gonna get annoying to the people who listen that every time i want to talk about your jumps and all this shit but it's just crazy to me you know, uh, but like Henry was mentioning, it's just incremental things. And yes, I've broken 13 bones, but at this point I've ridden for, I mean, it was every probably two, three years, almost most of my life. But uh, I don't know. You can't be a pussy your whole life, right? Yeah. No, yeah. No, I, well, <laughs> Mike is actually, uh, Mike's very injury prone himself. Okay. Uh, 
what what did you you blew your knee out at PNC who 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 are we there to see and you just blew your knee out completely and I had to carry you back to the car yeah well the real story the real story goes like this <laughs> so my best friend in life was in prison and he came home and uh when he got home we partied like you couldn't imagine the amount of drinking and having fun we did and this is my boy it's like my my brother my best friend but he was always the little guy like he was always the little kid so we always fucked with him so he so now i'm like blacked out drunk my dad just epoxied the the garage so it was nice and slick and we came home from this club and uh, I, I was like, oh, you, you think you're tough in the pen? You think you're tough in the pen? I start like locking up with them and rolling around with them. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, you can feel people right away. And I feel them and I'm like, wow, he really fucking feels different. Like, and he starts fucking, you know, we're both blacked out. He, Trump. Feel he starts hard? fucking really slamming me down. I'm like, holy shit, my whole life, I always fucked him up. So then I really like, I'm like, wow. So now I'm like, normally you'd wrestle with someone like a 40, 50%. I'm like, I got to give him like 80 because he's really embarrassing me now for everyone. And the floor was all slick, so I run full force to a ground. We were to slam him, and he sprawls, and I do a full split. And everyone that was there heard my knee just go. And I'm like, all right, guys, party's over. Everyone, I'm going to bed. And I popped up like I'm tough, and I'm like, Ever, it's time to go to bed, everyone. Done. It's over. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. And people that were there were like, they heard it. So now, like I said, my this is my best friend in the world, and we used to snowboard together. He's like, dude, we're going snowboarding in the morning. I couldn't say no to him. The kid was in fucking jail for three years. My best friend did a hard time. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go snowboarding. And I'm like, I'll, I'll, it's just a hangover. Meanwhile, my knee is fucking this big. I'm like, it's just going to be a hangover. It can't be that bad. So I snowboard with him all day. As I'm snowboarding, my knee is just killing me. Now we're done snowboarding, and he wants to go to a um, – like an Incubus or I think it was Incubus concert. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and we're at the lawn at PNC Art Center in, in Jersey. And we're in the pit. Now, this is after the fight, after the wrestling with him, after snowboarding. And I'm just, I don't want to say no to anything he wants to do. So I'm in the pit and I'm like hobbling. And next thing you know, dude, my leg was, was my knee was this way. Up like this, Clint. <laughs> People were, people were throwing up. They're like, oh, my God. My leg was literally up this way. So they just fucking drove me straight to the hospital. <laughs> my fucking everything possible, ACL, meniscus, MCL was just spaghetti. Done. Like, that my leg stuff, was up this way. They had to fucking force it that down. That stuff makes me want to throw up a little bit because I've been there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, I, and I know what it's like when you look down at your limb and it's pointed the way it's yeah, not it's supposed like, oh, to like go. This, like this, you can't move. Or it's move never it. pointed before, and you're just like, fuck, man. Yeah. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I was, that can't be good. I went to a mosh pit, and all of a sudden I fell down. It was like, it was literally just straight. People were like, oh my God, help Dude. this kid. And uh, it was bad. And I, 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 that was a point in my life when I was an animal. So I never did the rehab or anything. I would like get it a little bit better and then just go crazy. Yeah, you gotta be. Do you have full range of motion? Now I do. I used to be a lot heavier, so I lost a lot of weight, and that that that's the only thing. Like I did everything uh, to fix my knee. Um, I didn't have range of motion. I had none. I had nothing. I did experimental shots. I did. uh, Like I said, after the injury, I did not take care of myself. I would like get range of motion and then like go out to a club and like just be an animal. Like, have crutches and, like, throw them in the corner. Be like, fuck this. 
and like party for three days and then be like, oh my God. But once I got older, um, I started like started messing with like alternative therapies and all kinds of things. And it worked. And like I said, I mentioned before, I got a crazy fucking painkiller addiction. Got rid of that. I noticed the painkillers actually made things worse. You sound like dirt bike uh, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because That's why I'm friends with all the MMA people and stuff. It's when you my try to get off, of, like I'm a tough guy or anything. When you try to get <laughs> off them, your body like has phantom aches to try to k- give you a reason like to get back onto them. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. I tell anybody that's suffering. Like I, t- I deal with. I help a lot of people out that have pain pill addictions. Yeah. Because I know I talk about drugs and all that stuff, and I do love drugs. I think it's fun. It's funny. But one thing I don't think is cool are opiates. Opiates are fucked up. And I tell people all the time, the, like especially you get the people that are in pain. I'm like, you're in pain because you're on opiates. And nobody believes that. I'm like, you're yeah. in pain because you're on opiates. Get past that part and you're not going to be on pain. in pain. You do that and you lose weight and you like you get out of it acidity, your acidic levels, like with all the sugar and shit like that. You take, take away sugar, let's say, sugar and, and all that shit and the painkillers. Dude, that all that pain that you you have here, like you were just saying, Clint, it goes away real fast. Yeah, crazy, crazy inflammation and stuff from all that. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all that extra shit. Once it goes away, it's crazy. Like today, I'm today. I was I, I run with my daughter every day. It is it is quarantine. I run. I remember going to doctor's office that would just they would give me like most of my pain pill problem. Doctors did for me. They would tell me, "This is how you're gonna live the rest of your life," and they give me Tupperwares of fucking Vicodin and Percocet. <laughs> Tupperwares, dude, like literally like a Tupperware. And they tell me like, no, that's it. And they would also tell me, you're never going to run ever again in your life. Like this is, this is, it is. I'm running, like I'm not on any medicine at all. I'm running up and down hills with my daughter every day. Like a, like a madman. I got no fucking pains. And I have no cartilage in my knee. I mean, that's, they tell me, I don't know if that's true, but I have no cartilage on bone on bone. I was supposed to get replacements, all that shit. Dude, they wanna they wanna do replacements at the drop of a hat <coughs> instead of stem cells. Have you ever gotten stem cells? I got the. Oh, uh, wish. I, I, Where we at I got that? PRP. Mm-hmm. I got that. That didn't work too great. Like that's why I said, like I don't know if it works. I got that. I got prolotherapy. Full stem cells? No. But see, I, I got, you know, we're gonna start going almost in a, a little truth direction. Is I I heard the real stem cells, or you go down to like. Uh, panama or mexico and you get the infusion like into your blood like, i got a friend that lives in panama FYI. you get it no but i have a friend that lives there if yeah, you... yeah no i got friends that live there too and oh, they're you guys who these guys look like they look like the incredible fucking hulk well that's like like a lot of the guys uh you know in baseball <clears throat> when they said like yeah. oh yeah, you know performance enhancing and shit and they're like nah i never did steroids and they're like we're not fucking talking about steroids they go down there and like do all that like blood spinning shit and yeah put more oxygen in your blood and like uh yeah and like plasma infusions that just turn you into like a fucking super animal dude i have a couple friends that have gone through it but it's cost so much money but i have a couple friends that gone through it i got i got a friend that sleeps in hyperbaric chambers where he gets all the that oxygen. shit's that shit's crazy yeah, he does that. He goes to he lives in Panama or or Costa Rica and gets all this fucking where it goes into your not forget about. I want stem cells just in my knees. I know you're talking about Clint, but you ever hear about like uh, I think Dan Blazarian gets it where it's like straight up infusion blown by six hot chicks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you see what the guy looks like. I mean, that's what my friend looks like. My friend's fucking 55 and he looks like that. He just ripped Listen, and jacked. You got him. that like, much. What the fuck? 
You can't have that much tail around you and not look like that. Sorry. Yeah, no, you can't. Or, you drive, or drive a Lamborghini with, yeah. like, a fucking gun <laughs> turret as the passenger seat. You guys ever see that video of him? At, I mean, it's not funny at all. You ever see the video of him at the uh, uh, Las Vegas shooting? Yeah. Where he's trying to the get cop, the guys. You never gun. saw it? The cops literally like telling him, like, get the fuck. He was like telling the cops, like, let me take your gun. Yeah. Let me get your gun. <laughs> Give he's me like, let me get your gun, gun right now. Like, the cops like, get the fuck out of here, dude. He's got like six models. Are you? He's got like six models following him. And he's like <laughs> trying to get guns from He's begging the cop to give him his gun so he can start shooting back. I love that guy. He's, he's not. Awesome. I, used, I I hated him. I hated him when I just saw him on Instagram. That's jealous. And then when I got to like like hear him, I'm like, he's not that bad. He's just fucking. He's the man. Listen, he's the man. that's a hard argument that he's not. It's, it's a hard a argument that he's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I don't know, man. I, I know. I saw it like. Ah, let me just. He let me, just let me pull, a, pull up one picture. You're good. Poker playing a uh, weed seller, grower seller. Yeah. Uh, with just models around him all the time, and shoots yeah. fucking guns and like yeah, in his mansion. Yeah, yeah. the dude looks like he's like like in the SWAT, like on the SWAT team. Yeah. It would just with like models. I mean, that like, part's a little su- that part's a little suspect. What, dude? If you when you see like this straight up, like you see the street cop in in, in <laughs> he's like a straight like fucking cop from fucking uh, what's that show from Comedy Central? He's like, get the fuck out of here. Dude. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck. That part's a, a little suspect. All the other shit, for real. Like, he's like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, a, like a, a cop that like patrols the fucking, you know, the strip. Oh, like uh, the guy that wears the the short yeah. shorts. Yes. <laughs> Selling oranges and shit. It's like one of those guys. Tell him to go fuck himself. Oh man. But I mean, oh my God, I, got I don't know about you guys, but. I thought we I were lo- going to talk about the dojo. What happened to that? Yeah, I was just about to go there. So I love, <laughs> I, I love. It's very cool to be home with my kids this long because I, I never have been home with them like this. But today, I, I need to get the fuck out of the house for a little bit. So I drove to uh, the restaurant, and I parked in the parking lot, and I just parked in a spot that I never would park in. It was like in the way back, and just looked, and I could see right into the dojo. That's and, where uh, I always park. I just was thinking for like about half hour, so I just sat there and and uh, it's what it's only been what three weeks? Yeah, Some, something like that. Yeah, it's only three weeks. <clears throat> it's been three years. It feels like a fucking eternity, literally like an eternity. Um, I think we were kind of talking about it earlier about um, you were talking about some business or something, but I'm like, you know things are going to basically have to change a little bit. Like this is when the, you know, the cards get redealt a little bit. And maybe I've heard some, I've heard that, uh, Feld motorsports is kind of done with this thing. Really? Uh, yeah. Whether that's true or not. No, I think I some know. big companies are going to go out. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're a only event company and that's everything, like think about they had the circus. The circus been hurting. Yeah. Uh, Monster Jam stuff was down. The freestyle motocross stuff. I've been saying for a long time, you can't sell like that's how um, there's X Games and there's Nitro World Games, and both of them are a collective. 
where you go there and in one building they have they have uh just um everything in there at, they play at different times but everything's in the same building you know yeah What's no i think i i do i i think it's hard man i was i i, I said this to a couple people today um I got to check my ego a bunch in this because I keep thinking about, like I was talking about the dojo East and I was talking about the restaurant tips and I get all sad and I'm like, what the fuck? And I got to stop thinking about just myself because so many people and so many businesses are going to be affected. Not just the, everyone's focusing on the restaurants and that's, it's important. Um, but there's so many sub businesses that just help the restaurants. There's so many businesses you're talking about in your world, Clint, with, these big events that sometimes people are like, and especially people like us are like, Oh, fuck the man, the big guy. But you know what? That big guy also feeds a lot of the little guys and a lot of the people that are just like us. That one's kind of a, a monster though. What? <laughs> so that one's kind of a monster. Yeah. But it no, is it is, but there's but, still but some... a lot of people. Yes. Are, uh, make their living off of all and these even companies. S- yeah. And even little in even little businesses, like even the towns, you got to even think to the towns that these small little fucking rural towns that are waiting for that festival to come into town. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. It's a lot. Places that have event centers that don't really have much else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, think about like the infusion of cash whenever, you know, bands like Fish or something go and play the middle of nowhere in like fucking Maine, you know, or whatever have you like that infusion of cash that, you know, for one small area is forget it. I mean, what about what about our? Uh, we have a friend in the industry and a CID, right? I don't want to name drop anybody, but you know, uh, you know, our buddy Dan. I'm sure he's he's not a he's probably feeling the pinch too because he's a festival planner, etc. Yeah, man. Anybody anybody with large events. I mean, even our favorite bands, our favorite performers, whether it's in action sports. Even MMA. I know Dana White is talking a big game, and a lot of these guys, that's why they're so successful is because it's not. They're not going to talk about fear. But come on, man. How many fights already have crumbled in the UFC? They keep saying it's going to happen. And, okay, sure, even if they get the guys to fight in front of nobody, let's say they even get that to happen. It's still different. Or even if they get the – How is it – you know, the the thing with live sports, not for nothing, it is fun to sit at home and watch a game. Okay, but half of the excitement, especially with MMA, um, you know, is the roar of the crowd. Yeah. When someone just gets crushed in the face like that's like, yeah, you know, it's like three you, you, get, a, you get an adrenaline spike from that just from, you know, watching it. It's just like, you know, when, or, you know, someone hits a walk off home run at Yankee Stadium. Yes. If there's no one there to lose their you fucking mind the, about it, lights it completely going. changes the dynamic. You know, like, cool. yeah, I'm sure it's cool to watch at your house, but like, I don't know, man, to take people out of the equation, people are, the fans are what make all of those things, you know, like being there and having people lose their fucking minds when something exciting happens is like, that's the shit that gives you goosebumps, you know? I mean, an industry that I fucking hate, but I feel bad once again, not for the big wigs. I feel way more bad for the people that just, that's their first job or movie theaters. How are you going to tell me a movie theaters are coming back? There's no way. How Especially the- now, you can you can watch anything that was in the theater. You can watch it on TV now, which like, is like a, the they, they had to back. have been gearing towards that for the longest time. They had yeah. to. They make all their money on concessions. 
All like, and they've been they raping. Don't, they don't people. make any. They don't. Yeah, and they kill you on that shit. And that's what the the, the the outlandish prices of concessions are. What deter people from going from the movies and stealing it off of the uh, the internet. And then by doing that, you're taking money out of the production companies. That they're charging more for the movies. They charge more for concessions. So I mean, it's it's you know that's never that's not going to change. And if anything, it's going to get ten times worse. Like why the fuck would anyone go to the movies at this point? Which is just just awful. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I mean, and then to talk about our 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 thing that the three of us why we're together is the Dojo East in in Mars Marstown, New Jersey, is a uh, been a place for what three years now that became this little comedy scene and uh, tons of really talented t- talented people have been coming together and making people laugh and. You know, it's a it's a hundred seater room. It's a hundred seater room. Like honestly, man, I've been working my dick off for three years on that thing, and we haven't made a ton of money at all. But where we were starting to get there, at seventy to eighty to maybe a hundred people, and I don't know if we're gonna be able to go back to that for a while. It's definitely a- so we got to get creative because I think the energy and the vibe and the scene that we were creating there, all of us, not just me, all of us, everybody involved who we were creating, uh, can't, we can't let it go because Clint, as, I know as much as you want to do the live, uh, shows. Um, and I love the idea because we want to keep the energy going. want to keep the, com- I mean, I do it for the comics. I do it. I do all, everything I do is because the comics, because I want you guys to have a fucking place to say everything on your mind and make people laugh. But, I think a big part of that thing is also the crowd. I feel like uh, you doing your set without any, even it's just weirdness of people being like, they don't want to laugh, but just that energy, that energy gone is something so different. The format obviously is going to have to be somewhat different. You know, like yeah, but we still have to have the energy of the crowd is my point. That's my point. I mean, you're, it's basically becomes sketch comedy. But if that's what needs to happen in there, that's what needs to happen. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or as a businessman, as a businessman, because I do think that crowd is important. We just say, okay, now we have, and I'm just spitballing here. I don't know if this is going to happen, but okay, now we say we have a 50-person room and we distance people. We don't put them on top of each other. But now we have 50, and we got to now we got to really all those meetings I used to have with you guys about talking about two, three shows a night. Well, now we have to do it for it to even be worth it. For me to do. <clears throat> so how about come. instead of uh, instead of having, you know, instead of people at, at tables, etc., because that's obviously not going to work. Um, we can get like the desks that we had in like high school, and then just put plexiglass fucking windows and a you know like a thing over the top, and everyone's just in an airtight box. We'll drill some holes in that fucker so they can breathe a little, but just you know you know hermetically seal everyone once they get inside like what's wrong with that you know throw some de-lousing powder on them on the way out yeah it'd be fun i like the idea of space suits people were talking about space suits oh see that's now see that (laughs) that's an interesting thing i'm so down for that space suits with like some kind of like oxygen that you breathe the recite you know it's making sure it's all clean and pure i like it that's that's actually that's even better diver See, that's pretty great. Everybody, <laughs> we have the first show where everyone comes in like in their own, you know, uh, hazmat suit. And then you know, like we're good. You know, if we uh, if we supply hazmat suits to some people, we should be okay. Who's that? It's my illegitimate son. 
Nice. <laughs> Ray. Baby yeah. Ray. Oh, I think I got it. Nice. What's up, man? What up? I was telling yeah, what's them what's going on, man. <laughs> we were talking about New Orleans. I said you impressed me there once, and then I said you were my illegitimate son, and you started riding with me when you were like fifteen. <laughs> it's true. We used to have permission slips and stuff. <laughs> I was just telling Hanky the other day about that story, though. When we were in New Orleans at the strip club. Yeah. You told us. So, so, so you oh, know, Luke, we, when we, we lost Jason, on, so now we, we have to ask. No. I mean, like you know, he he had to get special permission because he didn't want to tell the story without uh you know consent. So we well, might as well the just story hear it from you. we're talking about here is probably losing Jason, and then them calling us later, being like that chick being like, <laughs> yo. So our friends with us, we're at the strip club. He ends up leaving with the stripper, but he was basically like two beers shy of blackout is this about right <laughs> so after he le- about after he leaves us he uh he reaches blackout and then the girl starts calling me like yelling at me going come and get your friend blah, blah, blah. and i'm like i'm like we're on the way first she calls you got to come get him so we're on the way Okay, and then we're like around the block from the place and she calls me again, like bitching me out. And I go, guess what? Now it's your problem. And I just hung up on her and (laughs) and we just left him. And I'm like, dude, Ray, has he ever not shown up? And he's like, no. And I'm like, all right, we're out of here. So sure enough, dude, he just magically appears like at at the thing, at the truck later the next day. Or did he make it that night? I think he might no. Were we he sleeping in, in the truck? I doubt it. I doubt it. Were we sleeping in a truck? Or, yeah, we were sleeping in the vans. No, we were at your friend's house that stays right there. Oh. I don't yep. remember his name. Yep, Dan. And Israel with us. No, Dan. And when we got back to the, um, to the house, uh, Jason's van was running and he was in it. Oh, okay. See, I don't remember that much because... <laughs> I uh, kept her uh, in between the lines. Kept it in my lane. Yeah. So, any questions you want to ask him, Hank? Hobo I guess Scarpino? so. <laughs> so, uh, give me one of the one of the better stories about this uh, about this guy because we're uh, you know we're still learning about Clint. We've only known him for a, a handful of months, so you know we're we're still developing a, a, a taste for him. This is in- this will be about interesting. That, about that night? No, about uh, just, just me just in, general. in general. Just in general, you know, like on the road, because as 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 we were told that uh, you're the uh, you're Clint's illegitimate son, so there has to be some something that's uh, you know, that'll pique interest from that. Um. Well, I guess we were on the way home from. I think we were on the way home from Texas one night. You remember the guy? We pulled off an exit, and there's a guy like running full blast in the snow. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. Late at night, probably two and. I think it was three. It was almost. It was like three in the morning. Yeah, and he's full blast. We get off an exit, running in the snow, like down the side of the road. And I think he just ate shit right into the. Into the little uh, gully that they had cut. Yeah. This is not really about me, but this is definitely, we were together and it's super late and we're tired as hell. So we're like, we're going to find a place to stop. So we pull off the exit and there's like uh, probably two inches of snow, but it's down South. 
So all of a sudden, we're stopping at this light. We're like coming down the ramp, stopping at the light, like it tees into the main road there. I think we were trying to get gas or sleep or whatever. And this guy comes running down a hill towards the intersection. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, like, but running like the, the mafia is looking back. Like the mafia <laughs> guy is behind him. Like, One state like, were you in? No telling. Louisiana, maybe. I don't know. We're from <laughs> Texas to Georgia, so it couldn't have been. Probably. Something like Louisiana. It's <laughs> raining in Louisiana or snowing in Louisiana. It's three in the morning. This guy is running like seriously, you know, like Jason is behind him. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Looking over his shoulder. And I'm just like, this guy's going to fall. Like, it wasn't even surprising to me when he hit the curve on the other side and he just falls like just face first and slides. The legs like went out from underneath him. No, he just, he just goes, poof, just straight to his face. And he's just no hands up either. He just eh, slides down into into the gully. And then he hops back out up, like obviously like he knocked the wind out of himself, but he's like like looks around and he just like tries to like start running again, but he's just going so slow. But I was just like, should we save him? Is something after him? Like You think we should save that guy's life? Like, nah, he's probably fine. You know, he's he needs to get, get someplace in a hurry. Couldn't find him for He's never to be seen after that. <laughs> That's a, still an unsolved mystery. What's that guy in in hot pursuit? He's still looking. <laughs> I guess that wasn't really about Clint, but that's one story. That's yeah, pretty funny. tell him a story. I'm interested what kind of story you would think would depict me to them. <laughs> so more stories? One that you can tell, yeah. So, well, you could tell. Oh, Paul, she's she's heard them all. Well, I mean, the, I, I'm worried. I'm not worried more. about her. I'm worried about everyone on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I can't I, say like crazy stuff. I can say anything. I can't say crazy. Shit. <laughs> uh, how about like uh, crashing stuff or like or oh, there's. I mean, there's enough Sturgis ones. Yeah. Uh, I know the good one that you probably think of. Yeah, the one with you riding the girl in the back, and then you try to take off, <laughs> like, looking all cool and fast, and you ran into somebody's car, I think, <laughs> and took you took you guys both out. Uh, I was doing a burnout. You crashed? Did you ride that out? I was do- No, I crashed. I was doing a burnout <laughs> uh, right in front of the – we're at a camper. We're in Sturgis at the Buffalo Chip. And, uh, Private we're, property, so anything goes there. You can do anything. It's 18 and up or 21 and up. These guys are friggin' 19 or something like I that. <laughs> I got them. They're in the place because they're riding. And uh, we're, like, partying at the camper. And then I got this chick on the back, and I go to do a burnout. And the mm-hmm. bike all of a sudden hooks up and it just goes, yeah, and just stands up. And it literally just drops her to her feet. It just stands up because it goes, boop. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I look and there's a Jeep in front of me. So I'm like wheelied, hanging off the back. And I just steered to the left real hard. And I still caught my like hand on the uh, spare tire and fucking crashed. That's, I, think, I think that same night Austin was trying. Is that the same night he was trying to get the pizza? I don't know. Uh, at like the Pizza Hut there or some shit. Were you there for that, or you just heard the story? 
Did you and see he, it? Uh, dropped the pizza upside down or something. Yeah. Did you see, you didn't see it? I was driving into, we, it was like a Western town, the way it's set up, the campground, like the main city part is like a Western town and you, everybody's riding in on their Harleys or whatever. So we have dirt bikes. So we ride down the town on our dirt bikes the whole time. So he goes down to get a pizza and as I'm riding down into the town, he's like, I look and I go, oh, there's Austin. And he just goes, Brr, and falls with a brand new pizza in the box. And it just flips over open. Like, <laughs> as I'm just going by. So I'm just laughing so hard. And he's like, so dejected about this pizza. And we I, still ate it, too. We still did ate he fuck it. the pizza up? Yeah, but we still ate it. It landed in the dirt, I'm pretty sure, face down. like. I think it was folded or something. I don't think it all got. I think that's how you guys ate like half of it. <laughs> Clint, so that just reminded me of a story. <clears throat> so my family had pizzerias, right? And when I was young, that's how I used to get alcohol. I would, I would, uh, I would go with the driver. I would run a bunch of deliveries for him, like maybe five, six deliveries, right? I go run to the door so he get them even quicker because the quicker he gets them, the quicker he gets his money. And then by the fifth, the sixth delivery, it's like, all right, you're gonna go to that liquor store for me, and you're gonna get me all the alcohol. So I run like you know a bunch of deliveries. So the same story I was telling you about my buddy that went to prison that I blew my knee out. We were wild. He should have been a professional skater, but he went to prison. So we we're wild as fuck. So we're in the back of this, I'll never forget this big ass caddy this guy had. He's big, this big fat guy in a big old caddy, 70s caddy. And we had all these pizzas and, and we're driving through a snowstorm and me and him, him and I are just fucking with each other. We're wrestling and fucking around. And also it turns into a wrestling match. And now we're spinning and kicking and we end up kicking all the pizzas into the ceiling of his car and we all stick. And this motherfucker is like relying on every dollar for these deliveries. So he's like, you motherfuckers, you fucked. Like, I'm going to lose. If I got to go back and tell your uncle that we got, that, you know, I fucked with these pizzas, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. So my scheming ass, I don't know how I thought about it. Like, I'm like, there's a pizzeria right there. We're in another town. I'm like, I'll buy you the five pizzas because they're all stuck to the top. So I ran in. I was like, I'll give you top dollar for five pizzas. Like, but I need them right now. And I took, the, I took the, like the guy, you know, he robbed me. I bought pizzas from a different place, put them in my uncle's box. Like, I got him, like, two minutes like this. But it was totally a different type of pizza. Threw him in there, cleaned the boxes off. Because this guy was ready to kick my ass. I was, like, a 15-year-old little punk. And uh, that, that was funny. That was always a funny fucking story. Well, that was but, yeah, that thinking. was the scam back in the day. Back in the day, we would have – I would have uh, – I would run the pizzas for these guys. And then, like I, I would say, at the end of their shift, they'd take me to a liquor store just buy me whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> you remember that, Henry? Yeah. Right? Like on Friday, they'd be like, well, where's Mike? Oh, he's working. Working would be me like just running pizzas for a pizza guy just so I can get a bunch of alcohol. Well, I just wanted to bring you on and let them know that I never molested you. So no, ne never happened. <laughs> that's what every victim would say, right, Henry? As long as we have confirmation, that's all. <laughs> now, or consent. Now, now we can move on. Confirmation or consent, either one. Right. <laughs> have, you tried to get, have you tried to get Chip back on the show since he's back on Facebook now? No, I need to. Yeah, that's that's your story guy right there. Yeah, for sure. Do you still ride? Yeah. 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 Well, not right now due to Corona. Well, obviously, everyone's on hold right now, right? Yeah. You've had too many Coronas? No, Bud Lights. No, all right. No. <laughs> he could probably still ride. 
Yeah, still ride for sure. <laughs> but yeah, like you were you posted a video like yesterday or something. You were you were where where are you going to ride like that? Uh, right down the road. It's like two that miles. Box? I actually rode Is that there a today. Track? Yeah. So it's still open. You can still go there. Oh yeah, we rode today. Just two of us. Nice. That's fucking awesome, man. I heard in Jersey that we're allowed to trout fish. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Are you kidding me? Like my buddy's like, "What are you doing? You live like where I live. It's just all streams. It's like, take your fucking kids out to the the, the streams and go trout fishing." I'm so like, "So do you need a license now?" What? They're foregoing the license or what? This is a uh, fishing. I gotta right get the here. license, but I go to Walmart. You probably just yeah, you get that shit from Walmart. At Walmart, uh, I can go to. Ray's a, fi- a fisherman. Yeah, every day, pretty much bass though. Oh, I love I love oh, that. We have fucking beautiful native browns in the, the streams over here. The, tr- oh. the trout's fucking incredible. I mean, ra- 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 rainbows and native browns that are just absolutely yeah. pristine. Is that this like is fly, like fly fishing or no? No, I mean and people no, do. No, no, you just you can, but you know some of the some of the streams like there's a there's a town that's real close to me. Uh, it's called Harding. And my uncle used to take me to some really DL spots. And we, you know, we'd be in, be in the summertime and he'd be in waders and I would just be in there, you know, shorts and sneakers just walking through for like, you know, you walk like up the trail like a mile and then you walk back the whole creek and basically just, you know, you can, you know, usually run spinners or just let stuff float and just let it go with the stream. And uh, there's certain spots where like the trees do overhang and you see, you just see them flash all the time and you can, yeah. you know, you get some, you get some heaters out of there. Yeah. <laughs> know where they're at. Yeah, we got some. We have, especially where I live in Rockaway. Up in, I live up, it's not the mountains, but they, the Jersey people think it's the mountains. But where I'm at, there's a lot of, there's, there's tons of tons of, uh, uh, especially right now, trout. I do love bass. Bass is my favorite shit. Yeah, I'm sure. But you, you said you fish every day. Well, since Corona's been going on, normally, uh, I work on like a circus, so we ride every single day, pretty much. But uh. They got to shut down for a little bit, so until the world opens back up again, I guess. So, but yeah, I have been fishing every day. Nice. Is that a trap? You do a traveling thing, or you're? Yeah. Uh, or okay. Yeah, it's traveling. That's and awesome, like man. A circus tent, so we go all around everywhere. Yeah. So, what does that consist of? Like, how 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 often? How many dates? Or it goes not like, not Corona world. February <laughs> till like the middle of December. So. And this is just all, all over the United States mostly, or? Uh, it's the East Coast, mostly. Mostly East Coast? Yeah. Clint's been to a few. He knows. Yeah, he comes to Philly, so we, yeah, can, we, we can go to Philly. That's pretty awesome, man. We, we should be, be there again this year at the same time. Well, I don't know if it'll be the same time. I don't know how they're going to do their schedule now or whatever. But, the world uh, has hit the pause button. And you said it's a big it's a big top? You guys set up a big top? and Yeah. Yep. And what goes on in your circus? Circus stuff. Everything. I know. But oh, like, is, is there a fucking tiger guy there? Because everyone's all the rage about yeah. the tiger guy. Apparently, there, there was, but, it, but there was, but not anymore. They're trying to like do away with the animals. How stuff. hard did the tiger guy party? The what? How hard did the tiger guy party? Yeah, it looks like he party pretty hard. Told <laughs> you. Should you. Probably shut him down. Good thing he's in jail now. So <laughs> that's what I said. Is there a bear? You guys got a bear at least? No, no more. Uh, we got horses, and that's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Do you ride? That's in the good car? though, man. Fuck that shit. They shouldn't be keeping. No, I thing. know. You know I know. What I mean, know. that's terrible. Like, look at their look at your buddy, the the meth tiger face guy. You can't, you know, you can't be can't have those people that, around. Come on. That's how all the animal 
handlers are in the circus. They all look like that. <laughs> Clint told, who'd you say? Like nobody party harder than the, the lion guys, right? The tiger and the elephant trainers. <laughs> well, they right? make like stupid money really fast. So I guess they could probably spend it really fast and get it right back. Yeah. Something. And they get the fucking, they get the elephant tranquilizers. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've heard that the elephants can tell if you're hungover and start fucking with you. They can what? The elephants can tell if you're hungover and they would start fucking with the handlers. Really? Yeah, and start doing stuff because they're like, they could smell them or something. I don't know. That might be why they go through so many elephant, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you call them. They're not the handlers, like, the, the help. Yeah, I no. Guess. Those dudes are picked up at a friggin'. <laughs> At a at Home Depot? Not even. Not even, dude. Uh, one time, they. <laughs> this is not a lie. We showed up to one town. We had a bunch of guys for a couple, like, probably a month or two. And we show up to one town, and all of a sudden we go to leave, and there's all different dudes. And I'm like, who the fuck is this by my shit? Like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, we just, uh, like, they basically, like, traded everybody in at the homeless shelter for just, like, a new set of people. Um, I'm like, you guys the elephants probably knew they were hungover, so they had to get a new set of people. Dude. Yeah, it's amazing. They'd be like, hey, I have uh, four homeless guys here. Can I trade them for like six new homeless guys? That'd be great. Well, the elephant trainer's guy, right, <laughs> sits there all night and scoops poop and stuff like that and just watches them. All day. That sounds fucking awful. So there's awful. no more animals on, on, on Circus Tour? Yeah, not... Or not on ours, not many, but there is a few, but just dogs and horses pretty much. And oh, there's man. some camels and zebras. When are they taking our dogs from us? They ain't they're, taking our dogs, Clint. They're like, they need to be wild. Wait, what? What are you, what, what's that? Dobbs is going to have to live outside. Yeah, he's going to have to live outside in the woods, returning back to nature. I mean, if Clint if Clint locks his dog in the fucking car for fucking three <laughs> sets at the fucking dojo. She loved the car, right, Ray? Yeah, Stella loves it. <laughs> See? That's her little fortress. He knows her. She she grew up with Ray. Yep. I love that dog. I mean, that's a good she, dog. Though. Good girl. Good dog, yeah. Yeah, she's great. She gets along with my dog. My dog's a fucking rock star. He's somewhere. Where yeah, is I thought your dog had to bite people. Huh? I told your dog that's how to people. That's because you're a fucking horrible person. <laughs> you know? And everyone knows it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, mm. I think it, I can't tell how long we've done because Twitch says an hour and Facebook says two hours. And I'm like, we didn't even start the thing until after nine. So I don't Henry know. Henry couldn't figure out how to get on for like 25 minutes. So. Don't, don't <laughs> fucking do it. Don't, don't rehash this. Don't you do that. Okay, don't get me all upset again. It took me a minute too, but I figured it out. Listen, you you were fine. <laughs> you were good. He, he he took about twenty five minutes to get on. So yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Let me see what um. So you you do see the two guys I'm fucking dealing with here, right? I mean, you know this fucking jadul for how long? And now, I mean, you just met him, but fucking look at him. I mean, Christ. So you know. <sighs> Well, we were supposed to talk about the dojo or beer or something, but you know what? It doesn't matter. We, we're talking and we got we your boy on tonight. Now nah, it's cool, but I do miss I, one thing I want to say before we leave is I really do miss 
having the place for us to to for all you guys to just have do your art and, and have comedy and and like i said we were building a scene and it was a little sad today to drive i just drove by just to fucking look at the place and you haven't even gone there what the fuck are you even doing no today was the first day i've been there in three weeks i'd go there every day and cook myself lunch no like how do you resist the onion rings they're so good no we put everything in deep deep freezers man Woof. Like cryogenic? Yeah, like Walt Disney. Like Walt You're... Disney? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Duke? You're going to have to re- John Wayne? Ray, you can leave if you want to. We're just talking All about right. nonsense. I got to continue cooking my dinner now. All right. <laughs> I can see Ray. Thanks for coming in. Hey, Ray. nice to meet you, Ray. Really nice to meet you, Ray. We'll have you on one, yeah. one time fully. Fuck, fucking A, dude. I'll be, I'll be on there one day. All right. For sure, man. Later, Later Ray. Guys. Good luck to you, brother. What? For real, that's baby uh, Ray. I agree. Baby Ray. Sweet baby Ray. Sweet baby Ray. Uh, Where is he at? Where is he from? Georgia. But now he's living in. Wow, Florida. I'm so happy. My brain just had a little bit of a pause while we were on air. Not because of Ray. Not because of Ray. Who you said Georgia, and I just thought of the world of music in Georgia. Rap. No, no, no. no. It's a nice thing. It's a good thing. Florida Georgia just, line. I just thought about you Georgia. Love Florida Georgia line. I'm married in the women. Yeah. Just they're I, much the filter, nicer. The filter stopped. There's something really nice about the ladies in Georgia. They're, they're much very nice. They're people. much more pleasant than they they're are. Very in New nice Jersey. people. We'll leave it like that. <laughs> much more pleasant than the the people around here. The they're people around here. very nice. They're good girls. They're good girls in Georgia. You know, the, the Jersey in general. I will say this because. All right. You know, I, 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 yes, that's very true. You know, in, in, in your day to day, when you're going to work and you're doing all the things you normally do and everyone else is doing the same, most people are fucking jerk offs. That's just like reality. But like, you know, uh, you know, I like to spend my, my, as much time as I can outdoors and et cetera. And, <clears throat> you know, since I've been not working and I'm hiking more and, this and that it's it, it is nice to see people out there because everyone that's out there is you know common purpose etc and everyone is always super super friendly and that's always been the best part about hikes and you know when you're out there with like like-minded people that are you know enjoying nature etc everyone's always super friendly and hey how you doing enjoy the day blah 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 it's, hey, it's great your mother i hate yeah, well, that's usually how i say it they're like oh my god can i pet your dog i'm like fuck your mother <laughs> go ahead you go fuck your mother i hate yeah, seeing I, people I, when no, i'm no, in I the woods your mother i want to be in the woods when i'm in the woods i don't want to see any other people well it's the thing i mean well exactly that's why i'm out there but when you do pass one it's it's there everyone's always like you know maybe it's because you, you know, could grab a rock and, like, and wow, smash I, I should be head. super nice so this guy doesn't fucking murder me out here exactly because you could grab a rock there. and smash her face <laughs> no, that's, and that's always what I'm thinking. Like as I'm walking towards someone, I'm sizing them up. Like, okay, if I do have to kill this person, this is how I'm going yeah, to go a, about that's it. That's a terrible Jersey thing. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. That is a horrible Jersey thing that is not anywhere else in the world. <laughs> Traveling the world, I realize we're the only motherfuckers that do that. I don't know. Go to Colombia, South America. Well, that's we're not. We're not I'm, when I say the world, I'm talking about United first, States. Come on, first, he's, he's like, he's like oh, he I'm not talking first, about shithole countries. I'm not talking yeah. about, like, Columbia, about the world here. I'm talking about the United States. He means first. He's like, I'm not. He's like, well, I'm talking about countries that count. Not first world Columbia. countries. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Yo. It's okay. The, I've had them say this, and they're totally right. They're like, you guys don't have freedom. This is freedom. And I was like, yeah, I'm slightly scared of freedom a little bit. Especially <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, so, freedom is fucking terrifying. Especially dude. since like, I can't. I prefer, I prefer running water. Like, that, <laughs> like this is hot. I got scary shit. Only because they seemed uh, hostile towards me a little bit. Uh, Bro. some people well That's you're it. one of the like whitest like complexion wise one of the whitest human beings and i couldn't met. understand anything they were saying that was also a uh you know detriment to how i felt there <laughs> Bro, I well it's really it, it's funny because that's that's my you know my, my father's that's my heritage and i've never been there and you've been there and i wish i could go i want to go so fucking bad i really liked it actually um Every every my co- my cousin's been back and forth there a bunch of times. I went nine or ten I, times, and it, it's and he's like, dude, it's it's the best place on the fucking planet. I got a lot you of people here too. Yeah, my homies are shit. Uh, I want to go so bad, you know. I mean, my father was, you know, he was a fucking lazy pothead when I was a kid, and he was like twenty two, so he didn't bother teaching me Spanish. So I am the whitest fucking Spanish guy on the planet. You know, I am I am Spanish by last name only. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you t- said you were Spanish, I was like, "What?" I thought for yeah. sure you were Italian or something too. Well, well, that's my my mother's side. That's where you know. That's mm. where the fucking greaseball side comes from. That's where I, you know, I like to throw around my my Italian uh, racial epithets all the time. They're my favorite. Um, Isn't that a weird game that comedians play right now? Like, I'm this, so I can say this. Oh, you know, right. Like, Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, like, like, say horrid shit and be like, it's okay. I'm a Jew. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I always totally say, fine. I always say retard. And then like, I was in remedial classes, so it's totally fine. Yeah, I'm a, I told you guys, I'm allowed to say retarded. <laughs> I'm, just fucking, I'm so retarded. I'm just, to say I, I, see, I, now, maybe you just don't have to be so, so abrasive when you say it. You just say... <laughs> What it is, and you are you are on the spectrum. Well, I'm retarded. See, no, that's uh, well, the issue. Yes. That's the issue. Yes. Your language policing is what you're doing. Yeah, no, well, I'm fucking retarded. I'm, I'm just, you know <laughs> just trying to use proper nomenclature. Exactly uh, what we're shit. fighting against. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't dumb it down. I apologize. You were talking about um, the freedom thing. I spent a lot of time in DR, in like not where the white boys go in DR. And I helped open up a bar out there. Bro, I know exactly what you're talking about. They got a freedom that we don't have, but it's so I remember we were driving this girl <laughs> home. We were taking this girl home. And we're trying to find her street. Her fucking street lights were dumpsters. We're not dumpsters, we're, we're cans with fires. Uh, f- fifty five gallon drum fire. Yeah, drum exactly. Fires. Exactly. <laughs> And one of my boys is like, he's like, yo, no, you have to go, you have to go down four drum fires. Yes. Yes. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, we were, we were, bro, we were, they were like, yo, after hours, you go to this after hour spot, the ground is dirt. The bar is made out of surfboards. There's chickens fucking just running through the club. I remember like almost ripping my shirt off. And I'm like, and I had that moment. I'm like, this is fucking freedom. Like, I was like, holy shit, man, this is freedom. So so okay when but you know, then the when, cops when the world re- comes can back also from just shoot you. Button, let's let's <laughs> that's gonna be the new venture. We'll open a bar where with a dirt floor, and you just you know free range chickens running around. Yeah, you running know? around. Give people 
people that actual sense of freedom. Can you imagine barn? fucking bitches? They can just you shoot guns. From, yeah, you. Oh, we you were, know? bro. We had to pay for security. <laughs> yeah, we had to pay. We were shooting shotguns. Everyone has a shotgun. <laughs> Everyone Everyone's got a shotgun. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, can I get a rum and coke? You got it. Here's your shotgun. No, we had shotguns. We were just shooting them. It was crazy, bro. We had a we so we had our own party there. I'm like they're like you got to pay for security. I'm like all right, so we paid like twenty dollars a day for each security guard, and it was just a fucking random dude with a fucking shitty shotgun. Yeah, that I, was I, security. I, Jesus Christ! What do you think you're getting down there? The A team? Like, come on. No, I mean, but that's, hey. a, that's a really good point, though. If it, but if you get in trouble. At least you know the A team will come for you. No, they don't. By the way, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. We got in trouble. They don't. They throw their shotguns on the floor and walk away. Yo. They're like, oh, no, 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 me, no, 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 me, no, gringo, man. What the fuck? We're like, did yo, I, what the fuck, man? Did I tell yes. you the story about being stuck in Peru and they were trying to extort us? And then the one dude's, um, passport was in our gear bags which were left in the taxi then they're like we don't have no gear bags so then they go to the embassy to get a rush passport so we can get out of there and uh he says hey i'm american i want extradition these promoters are threatening us and blah 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 and he goes well then i uh he goes promoters shoot each other over money all the time down here and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> he's like exactly dude i've been in those situations I'm he's like what him. we need we need uh you know like protection or something and he goes well you should probably get a gun and he goes <laughs> and he goes yes. where he goes where do i get a gun and he goes i guess on the street like everyone else <laughs> this is what the dude at the embassy told this kid yeah yeah, I've been in those kind of situations too, man. It's very fucking similar. It's, it's amazing. Oh, uh, people get shot in the street yeah. all the time. Yo, you might want to get yourself a gun. I had been to Lima, Peru before, and uh, so when we when I went back, I hung out with the promoter that had the show the time before. Well, this guy ends up being like threatening the promoter from the last time that he and I like this is a long story they didn't finish the jumps and all that shit and then we bailed out of the arena because I knew one of the kids that worked for Yamaha where we got the bikes and he's like hey are you guys gonna ride and I was like oh yeah this is in the beginning of the night and then I seen him like an hour later and he goes yo it's gonna be bad and I was like I know I'm trying to figure out a way out of here and he's like my <laughs> friend's got a truck so we run out the back of the stadium and uh, they, we run to the dude's truck. The one of the ladies taking ticket money sees us and starts screaming, "Fraud! Fraud! It's a fraud!" and pointing oh. at us. So everybody in line turns around looking for us. The um, we're in the truck now. They don't have parking spaces, so they're just like, "You pull here! You pull here! You pull here!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so we're chaos. we're in the we're in the only full size Dodge in the fucking country. You know, so like there's all these little teeny cars. So they're like trying to get out of the parking lot. As we're doing that, a camera guy runs up and sticks the camera into the car and is like starts asking, you know, what happened, this and that. You guys like basically the promoter had said we weren't good enough or something. That's why we left. Meanwhile, the landing wasn't finished. Like it was sticky dirt. It wasn't packed anything. We would have killed ourselves. There was no face on the front of the ramp. I'm like, dude, I'm not riding shit. Uh 
So that's what those people paid for. They, and, then that gave, gave and, you, and he had, you were going there to die. <laughs> and he had no green cream M- M&Ms in the fucking backstage. Yeah, no, we were going to get it was going to be bad. So uh, we bail out. So then they they basically had no. Uh, all right. We might as well get into the whole thing. They, so after the show, uh, leading up to the whole thing, my friend my business partner at the time was working with this uh, promoter. I call my friend from Chile and I go, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, the, the promotion's name and this and that. He goes, it's fucking fraud, dude. That's literally the first thing out of his mouth. So I keep going to my business partner. They don't want to pay down payment, blah, 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 this and that. They're jerking us around. I was like, fuck them. We don't need to do it. No, no, no. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. Okay. So we go, we get a shitty ass little down payment. We go over there. We get the bikes and everything. We can't get into the arena until 24 hours before when the show is supposed to start. They have hay bales. My business partner told them you could pile hay bales up and then cover it with dirt and it would work, which it would if you packed dirt all the way around the thing, which they didn't do. So they get the oldest bobcat in Peru and bring it there to try and bring dirt in one fucking bucket load at a time from 200 yards outside of the arena. They had to drive out, up a path, make a left, drive down, drive down a hallway and get this. I was like, who the fuck parked this stuff out here? What? Whose idea was this? They have guys all around the street on motorcycles with carts on the front. I'm like, yo, let's hire five of those dudes, load their little carts up, bring just keep cycling them in. Done deal. We show up for the show. Nothing's done. Like there's a rap group in the stands. There's 50 people in the stadium. There's lines outside. The landing's not done. There's literally like hay bales and then the dirt like barely makes it to the top the flat deck and it just like goes down like a triangle and it's so soft like we just would have stuck in it if we had jumped oh my god how many people were were expected for this event i mean i guess they were the last one we were at they filled the thing it was like you know 10 yeah ten thousand people or something like that like they get you know at least five thousand people for sure um, they filled the place out, and that's how South America was a lot. Dude, it's almost like the rape scene. Um, it's so much. So it's let so me much finish. Like the rape with, scene. Let me finish the story. So uh, we, the show doesn't happen. We bail out the back. Our gear bags are in our taxi, uh, or our like car that was driving us around. The guy's supposedly like one of our security guards. We're trying to get a hold of them. Hey, our bags are in there. They're like, what bags? We don't know what bags you're talking about. If you want your bags, meet us. Uh, tomorrow at like we left there went to the embassy they tried to get a passport his pet or uh, maybe we waited till the next day but he's like my passport's in my gear bag they're like we don't have any gear bags so then the next day they went to the uh embassy got a rush passport which was going to take until the following day at noon we had a meeting with the promoter the promoter shows up with his worker guys his two worker guys and two big ass bodyguards our bodyguard that we had and another one with him and then the we had a south american there was two other riders and then we had a south american manager south american manager is from bolivia he has a friend from the area that knows the cops so when we get there he's going to call the cops if it gets shady so as soon as we get there we're standing here 
Those guys are standing there. The friend is on the other side of them pacing back and forth on the phone. And the manager dude's like going, hey, hey. And he won't even he's going like this. Just pacing back and forth. And I'm like, dude, we are in trouble. So (laughs) the manager told us that they basically said, he goes, how do you want to handle this? And he goes, however you want. You know, like, so he's, they said, we want you to pay us half of the amount of money that we lost for this show. We lost 40 grand. So they wanted us to pay 20 grand to them. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. So (laughs) they made another, which I don't know any of this uh, during the thing because they're all doing it in Spanish. So we, the manager made a plan to meet with them again at noon the next day. So we went back to the hotel and we're talking. The promoter keeps calling the lobby because the uh, our manager's down in the lobby, like calling places, trying to like get stuff straightened out. We find out that the building wasn't paid for until we showed up that day. Uh, and that's why we weren't allowed in the building to try and set up. The sound people weren't paid. Um, Yamaha maybe was paid. There was only like in the building forced them to pay them before they let them in and uh, something else. But basically everybody got stiffed. We got like two grand out of the deal. Then, uh, which for three people in shit. Um, So then we schedule a meeting for the next day at noon in the... uh, That's right. We go back to the hotel and we're sitting in there talking and uh, I'm like, I think those guys are worried about more than getting paid. And just as I say that, the guy that was supposed to call the cops turns into the room and he's like, yeah, he's like, everybody that was with you is scared. And he said, the the promoter, your promoter friend, he's hired a bodyguard. Like everybody went and hired bodyguards and shit. So they went to the police. The police, they look up the um, guy's name or whatever. They have Productions Extreme and Extreme Productions. They go to these two locations. The one location is empty. and looks like it has been for a long time. And the other one is a little old lady's craft shop. <laughs> so we scheduled the meeting uh oh so we're at the hotel they're they're like everybody's scared so we're like come up with a plan and he calls his other friend that's like okay i'm gonna take you guys to another hotel like in the middle of the night so they that way they wouldn't know the, you know where we were they kept calling the hotel going they didn't leave did they they didn't leave did they and the guy like told our manager like that was him calling, seeing if you guys left because he hadn't paid the hotel. So the manager paid the hotel, so at least they would be cool. But then he comes up and we formulate a plan that we're going to pack, get our bags all packed, but leave them open so it doesn't look like we're trying to leave. And uh, he says, leave your bags open, act normal until I call you guys. As soon as I call you guys, close your bags, zip them up, and then head down out through the lobby. So... As we're sitting there, the employees do keep going by and looking in the door because we had the door open, but we did the whole time. So we just left our packed everything in our bags, but left them open. And then the employees kept going by looking in and stuff. And then at probably one in the morning, we got a call and we zipped all our bags up and just headed out 
through the lobby. The dude had like a fucking civic hatchback or something. There's three of us and bags. We got big gear bags and we jam them in the back of the thing, slam the shit shut. The dude at the front desk is just like, you know, you know like, like, oh shit. Yeah. He's like, they're out of here. So this, he goes to grab his phone. He's like, <laughs> so we go to this other hotel, stay at that other hotel. They got up early, went to the embassy, got the passport. And then at noon, when we were supposed to be at the meeting, we were buying airplane tickets to Bolivia in the airport. And we flew out like 12, 31 o'clock. I kept expecting them to come running in, you know, like to the airport. How, like, how, like how, a long movie. Were you, how long were you waiting in the airport before? Like you, like from the time you bought the tickets? Uh, the like air, an hour. The plane took off. Like an hour one, or something. One hour? Yeah. It was a nervous hour. Like I just thought it was like oh. a movie and they were going to come sprinting in there. That hour felt like fucking three and a half hours. It was a long 100%. hour. 100%. So we got oh. out of there. We made it to Bolivia and then we got really drunk on wine to celebrate and then um the whole next day on my flight to america i just had this killer wine headache it was horrible i mean it was a freedom headache but you know what i mean it's still <laughs> <laughs> Free- freedom to <laughs> freedom headaches wow that's that is quite the story my yeah man. that's the gnarliest uh, i'm a huge one. i am a huge fan of that one that's the Bravo. gnarliest one that i've uh gotten into that's thank you that was fucking that was fucking awesome what what a life experience my brother yeah now that i'm uh, over it's cool (laughs) oh right now it's awesome but you know so it it reminds me that you know i don't know how (laughs) mike and i got stranded at a casino in uh in uh, some of the middle of nowhere in connecticut and that was like the most panic I think that we've ever endured together. And that was just from getting to another casino that was like 11 miles away. And that's, um, that was, that was, uh, that, was that was a pretty great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That was awesome. No, nah, that's just recent though, man. We had way worse. I know. You're I so, know. You're I'm, so, you're I'm so kidding. wrong. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You you're know so kidding. wrong. That's just the last five years. I remember in like 1998, <laughs> you like freaking out because we were stuck in Penn Station for like two days because the rave got Oh. Out. So like you're... Yo, or the bus to Canada. Yo, remember the yeah, bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, broke the thing, just, the thing that was reinforced yeah. with concrete. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking, just like this. <laughs> All right, we'll tell that story. The bus on in, bus in Canada is a whole crazy fucking story. That's yeah. a great one. We'll, we'll do that another night. That's for another time. Maybe See, we Rouse Wait, on for know. that one would be a good one. Ah, uh, have you uh, have you talked to uh, yeah? Have you talked to Jason recently? Yeah, I talked Very to him nice. today. I talked to him today. Did you? Yeah. I fucking love that guy, man. He is just an animal. Yeah, you know. But um. <laughs> Clint, that's awesome, man. It's funny because uh, I love I love that there's this uh, like you with your dirt bike and your friends like traveled the country or traveled the world and have all these crazy fucking experiences and like it's so similar to a lot of the experiences <laughs> I've had with guys just with turntables. Like I'm telling you, that happened to me in DR. Exact, not exact, but very fucking similar. Where we we would. 
we we bought we pretty much bought a bar that we were gonna take over. We had all these Miami DJs, and then like we kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point of festivals. And I'll have my boy really talk about it one day. And then and it's just like bullshit, like where we had to get run out of the country. Like we thought we were on top of the world there, and we got literally run the fuck out of that country. Yeah. And it's just funny how you think like you know in America you think you got a couple bucks and like. You could do a couple of shows and people are into it. And, but then you get the, the, I always say once the really real world kicks in and the real, real world kicks in and you're like, holy shit, it's a whole different life. Yo, that's their freedom and safety. Don't coexist. Yeah. Totally different things. That's what people are oh. like, I want freedom and security. And I'm like, yeah, doesn't work out that way. You're giving one up for the other for sure. How'd you get the background? Not awesome. Yeah, but how'd you get the background? Um, <clears throat> bro, these seats suck. Yeah, Th- these these seats are at these. This is where uh, you and I were like over this way, and uh, this is where uh, my buddy Joe was. Remember the first night we went into, and it was my buddy Joe, and he was with his other friend, and we sat on the train together. This is their seats. <clears throat> Um, also, where did Hobo Scorpino come from? <laughs> I, just I love that. Uh, no, I said so it earlier. So go to, uh, go to, sh- where was I? Go to, sh- no, don't go. That's not what I did either. Oh, go to more. Go in the upper right hand corner and go to more. What I'm like, all right. And you go to virtual background. And then if you go to the bottom, see how it's like, there's a, you know, the look up, look up in fake space. Yeah, that's what I'll do yeah. all the time for flat earth. Face? Yeah. You're in face? I'm in, fa- I'm in fake space. Yeah, face. There we go. There we go. I don't have that on mine. That's because you suck. Says the guy that can't search with us seeing it. I only have invite. Time. First, all right, we're not going to get into that, but. Did you figure it out? No, but I will. I just I need to not be on my fucking iPad. I need to like be in front of a computer in the goddamn studio so I can have everything set up and I can actually like fuck with things. Whose computer you know what I mean? are you gonna be on? That's all. Do we have a is there a studio computer? Do we yeah, do we have a computer for the studio or no? Yeah, my computer. Oh beautiful. Which I'm gonna be on. Bro. We're gonna have to get one. All right, are we well going to sleep? I'm ready to go to sleep. Are you just gonna? Yeah, pace I don't have like, any more beer. You're out, out. No, out? I got a lot of beer. It's not cold. Well, and uh, time for me to start thinking about the new world order and the FEMA camps. That's probably a good idea. I feel like that's what you have been thinking about. Well, no, I got. I haven't been thinking about it for the last hour and a half. It's it's time to start thinking about oh. before I go to bed. Perfect, yeah. You know? Yeah, how do this should this is in the manual of how to not sleep well. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Contemplate <laughs> oh, new world order before nightmares. Bed. <laughs> like, really? All right. Well, I love you guys and I will talk to you Whoa. tomorrow. Not in a like a sexual way though, just No, I love you guys. Hey, in a, yeah, why would it not be in a sexual way? Also, a, can you can you see that or no? Yes. Yeah, I can see that, but I want the fake earth. 
on the background of me. Ever? Ever? What does it say? Fuck you, Mike. Ever. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what it says. But I All want right, the I fake it. I want he, the fake globe for me, not for you. Shut up. Well he can't he, he can't, You can't have it. He can't hook your screen up. Jeez. Right. Fucking yeah. I, mean, I don't know Fuck. how to do it either. Well, I don't care. I don't know how to get off of here, but I'll talk to you guys later. This right. was episode uh, well, four. Go fuck your mother. Uh, hold on, let me. And this is, ep- this is episode this. four of the Go Fuck Your Mother Hour. No, what is it um, called? Uh, Statue of Limitation. Statue of Limitation. I'd <laughs> 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 like to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Statue. The Statue of Limitations. That's what it's yeah. got to be. So there has to be like a fucking, you know, like this is where you can go to, and this is where we're at. Why don't we it just has have to be a statue to? You know, show that. Why don't we just have uh, multiple uh, podcast names for the same podcast? That's awesome. Like you know, just 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 keep switching it up. No. Oh, also, everybody, what? So throw your hat in the ring for one last thing before we get off the air here. What, throw your hat in the ring for what you think the logo should be? Because I'm sticking a carnival barker. I think it's a good idea. We are here talking and trying to get people interested. And what we're doing, and we're trying to bring them in to our world, and I think that that is uh, would be perfect. I what? say evil satanic clown that got fucked by um, uh, uh, um, an evil carny. Okay, perfect. I say like a uh, just a funny scene of basically carnies in like a van or something down by the river. No, like so, trying to okay. park. Trying so you to park want us to be lot. depicted as uh, like we're like van folk? Yeah, I was a van folk for a long time. <laughs> Listen, we're, a lot. we're enticing people to get in our van. Did you guys travel? Listen, the van uh, has its charm. I like a good old van. The van holds many secrets. I like a good wood panel van. I would love a, a wood panel van. I did didn't, wood. Uh, didn't Mrs. Fisher used to have the fucking wood panel? Yeah. My first right? trip was in one of those. Your first <laughs> what? Your first what? Oh, trip. Oh. Well, as it should be. Did it have carpet on the inside? It, yeah, it probably did. It does like for shag. this story. It does for this story. <laughs> I All like right, the well, good old fashioned like fucking tigers and shit airbrushed on the side. Yeah. Oh, that's like yeah, like the van with like the little circle fucking window in the far corner. Yeah. And it's just like a you know, like a dude with a sword or some shit. That's the dope shit. That might be a good logo. Right. That might be that a good be... logo, Clint. What you might is be on something. What is it? You know, like the Carney van. Yeah. Yeah. And just have like, some nope. people sitting around like outside of it, like just kinda looking. You know, like maybe maybe you have a bunch of people to just yeah, but caricatures that, that of needs, musicians, MMA fighters, carnival people. That's fine. I have actual pictures of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it needs to be the three of us as carnival people. That's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Like in a little scene, like if you did, like the backdrop is like the back is the the big top, right? And then it's like you know, you know. Romanucci doing something, fucking Clint doing something, me doing something, and yeah. it has different 
aspects of like the carnival. So you, you know, like the you're fucking, kind of now so explaining like bike, what you know, I saw. You could have like the ring toss, but it'll be like fucking dildos instead of posts, you know, and you're throwing those. So that'll be you. Or you're yeah. like on your hands and knees, and people are throwing dildos like darts at your anus. Right. Right. asshole. Or, 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 <laughs> or like the, the into my know, asshole. The, the, no, like the cannon. That's a like winner. Cannon. You know, instead of instead of like them shooting it yeah. into your gut, it's right in your ass. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's that's fucking perfect. <laughs> You I know, or, or like, you know how they like, they like hit the thing with the mallet and the frog goes flying. Hit my nuts. Like it goes, it, no, you're in a, you're in a gimp suit with like your fucking jaw, like wired open and like the frogs yes. are going into your mouth, you know? And if you don't catch them, you get fucking whacked with the taser, the flashlight taser. How did I he become it. a carnival it, so game? If you can, if you can, if that can be depicted artistically, then that's kind of <laughs> what we're shooting for. Well, you're going to have to explain this one, I think. I'll explain. Oh, I got this. No, I. Hey, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's 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 explaining things to artists. <laughs> Dude, that's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> I got it. Hear me out. Yeah, I, and they're like, I got this fucking thing just burning like, up a fucking hole in my skull. And they go, that won't work, dude, because like, yeah, uh, uh, like, be like, okay, well, the problem is in reality. None of that is possible. Like, okay, <laughs> forget it. How about tattooists are the one of the very few service industries where they're just like, no, don't, I won't do that. Yeah, nope, not <laughs> possible. I'm like, how is it not possible? It won't go possible. the way that your arm uh, is right. curved. Like, you can't put that there. And I'm like, so, yeah, but like, listen, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of art. It just be can't. It just can't be translated to. It a can't tattoo. put there. Like, you, you can't do that one on what? your arm. What the fuck are you talking about? I could do whatever I wanted. This, if you <laughs> right. were, yeah. If you were in any other, if what? you were in any other service industry, they would just go, "Okay, what do you want? Large number six? Sure. Do you, are you sure you want the extra large fries? Like they don't do that." Do they? They no. no. Look at you. I can't give you extra large fries. No, they just give you that shit. Yeah. That's no. right. You're like, yo, I want a whatever on my shoulder. Like it wasn't. It can't. I can't do it. It's not gonna look right. Because they're too. Yeah, like that. It's, fuckers that I like do that. Shit it's, it's not gonna look right. Be like, what are you based that on? Yeah, it's not gonna work. <laughs> like I think it's gonna look fucking rad. No, it, it that boils down to artists having to have their stuff be perfect. So now in their head, like they don't think that's a good idea, and they scare people with this is forever and it's gonna look like shit, and then they dictate what the people end up getting to an extent. So you I'm guys sure are people with that that. You're going a good artist, because there's motherfuckers out there that either bag a meth, that have a tattoo gun, that will put anything they want. Who on. wants oh, them? Who dude, wants listen, them to my, do a tattoo? I've seen some fucking shit, dude. Oh no, I know. Listen. Oh, I've I seen know. some shit. I have friends that tattoo their own legs when they get drunk. Yeah. Well, that guy I would totally fucking. I would totally do that if I had the gun. I really would. He had his mom tattoo yeah. his leg. Yeah, I would totally fucking do that. Like, I could definitely, like, I could sit there and take it too. Like, that's not even a problem. Like, just like do like you know. You know who would say that? I could totally do that. Somebody that can't sit there and take it. Bull bullshit! You fucking you see you see where I have tattoos, dude? Come on, fucking kidding me? Up and down my shins? Like, stop! Um, I could absolutely take. Henry's it. easy to get going, huh, Mike? Oh, oh yeah! Very, oh yeah. god, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, if too you're, easy, man. Yeah, it's it is way too, too easy. easy. That's, 
that's the thing too is because yeah i don't i don't I don't mean to be like that, you know. I'm just very, I'm very fucking reactive, which is the problem. Yeah, it's the best. You know? I'm the very best reactive. The best part. Of like it. I don't, I don't, you know, because I get, so, you know, I, it's just like, because at first I, it's like I know what, you know, I think like I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, but I, I just don't even care. Like it's like I just, I have to, I just have to. I don't even feel like there was a hesitation on the last one where you thought at one point you were like, I know what you're doing. You were just immediately like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta well, get out of here. That's We're this gonna... fucking kid. That's that's this fucking kid forever because he knows. He's a kid. Oh, why don't you do this? Oh, I'm gonna do that. Oh, oh, oh. Big fucking goon. I like big the push fucking, buttons. Yeah, Mikey Goon Shoes over here. He fucking knows. It's that's you know. Of course you do. All right, of everybody. course you do. Next right, week, pause. we don't know who we have next week yet, but um. And we don't really have listeners yet either. So we're gonna figure it out. I'm gonna get Chuck on here because he fucking you know. No, we got Monday's our next show. We'll have a good. We'll have a. We'll have have someone awesome for Monday. uh, Yeah, rescheduled. I'm just talking to his lawyers and making sure that you know. Uh, Yeah. When I as soon as I hang up with you guys, I'm gonna go call the lawyer. I don't have and uh, I gotta talk to lawyers about this to make sure to be on this show. Yeah, I have a conference call with another law firm that doesn't exist in the morning. And yeah. that's like a fucking whole thing. So, I'll, but I'll talk to you guys over the course of the weekend. I have and, an advisor. You know, my lawyers will talk to your lawyers. Yeah, we'll have our lawyers talk to each other. And we will yeah. This we'll, we'll, we'll hammer this all out. And we'll come up with five more names for the podcast. And, you know, and then, uh, you know, we'll get some blue cheese or uh, go fuck your mother. Yeah. And, maybe, I, and maybe and maybe the dojo open fucking 2023. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Project date 2023. Fuck your mother. <laughs> I have a, what? I have an advisor, basically like fear and loathing. Yeah, that's normally yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> normally me. By the way, that's that's normally I, this guy right I, here. I I feel like you know we can act uh, that way for all of each other. You know what I mean? She'd be like, well, my law firm of fucking Esposito and Romanucci, <laughs> which is which would be an intimidating law firm. Be like, you have Italian lawyers. Be like, yeah, I'm that fucking guy. So it it would be perfect. In all honesty, I need to talk to the doctor tomorrow because I heard they're fucking prescribing ketamine right now for depression. And you really? feel depressed. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to call the doctor like first thing in the morning. Like that a normal great, doctor? That would be a great podcast. Me calling. Uh, dude, I will show it to you. There's people in California getting prescribed ketamine for depression. That's California, at, man. Like, Jesus at, Christ. I'm calling my doctor. I'm so depressed. My fucking business isn't open. And my I've cat got, is I've fucking got, sick. I've, our governor's a fucking idiot. How are you going to oh. suggest that to him? Hey, I think I need ketamine. I'm so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to show him a couple Instagram fucking videos. Yo, that's, dude, that is how you get locked up. I am not even kidding. Listen. That's how they put you on fucking Franklin 5 and fucking leave you there, kid. Uh, I got- don't, you, don't you dare do that. I got really? clipped from getting good prescriptions. Because I went in, can you see my eyebrow? You you got your eyebrows threaded at the fucking place where yeah, Mike no. gets oh, his yeah. Yeah, they the imo- floss? They, Is they, that what uh, you're showing? They imported my um, my threader right from China. No, I split my eye <laughs> in open. A, in a container chip? My eye it was open like three quarters of an inch. But I'm standing there like this. I'm in the hospital and she goes, what's your pain level? And I know that it's like eight or nine or above and they'll give you something good. So I just go nine. 
and she uh nine nine or nine or above <laughs> and she look she just like goes stops writing and looks up at me and then looks back down and writes something and i never got good pills again oh <laughs> yeah that's the worst oh dude then when that's i broke my terrible. leg the last you get time too cocky. you get too cocky i know i've been there yeah i've been there you get too cocky listen you would you think know the fucking drill and you're like you know what it's you like would, you've been there you listen, know you're gonna get it you would think if your face was split open by like half an inch that you would you know what i mean yeah but i guess you got to be screaming um. All right, <laughs> that's the drill. Like you're in the parking lot, walking up to the, to the hospital, finishing a cigarette. And you're like, yeah, you gotta prepare. Ah! Yeah, yeah, you gotta scream. You gotta like, you gotta do a lot of pain faces. You can't just be like, I'm at a nine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know like that. That. Go fuck yourself with those. I now know that. Yeah, like what? All what right. the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I gotta go town all three story for another day. <laughs> All right, we can do pain pill stories another day. Pain pill stories, and I got a few. Oh, of those I, I, we, we could we could be called the Pain Kill Diaries. I mean, we, I can talk to you guys for fucking. Well, I think we've established that it's going to be an ever changing uh, <laughs> name. Uh, but uh, yeah, so pain that's level that. 10. Pain level ten. All right, hobo Scorpino, right, yeah. fucking Shut out of here. Love right. you guys. Later, bye. Right. See ya. Later. Peace. Everybody forgets that I need to sign off the internet. You guys can't.